You're listening to Maybe You're Like Me, the transparent musings of a God girl chasing after her purpose. Maybe You're Like Me is a podcast for dreamers and doers who take life's lessons and level up to look more like Christ. We'll connect through super relatable stories, growing pains, and aha moments that most of us share, just not always out loud. I'm your host, Alicia Watson, creative entrepreneur, playwright, author, wife, mother, daughter of the king, and so much more. And I can't help but to think that maybe you're like me. What's up, beautiful people? Thank you for joining me for another episode of Maybe You're Like Me. I hope you are all doing well considering the circumstances. Me, I'm okay. Um, I'm a sensitive soul. And as I mentioned many times before, I am an empath. So I'm over here feeling all, all of the things. Um, But I'm into that. I think feelings are good. I don't believe that we should suppress them. I believe that we should lean into them and acknowledge them and then deal with them. But like I said, (laughs) I have been feeling all of the feelings and I'm not quite used to feeling so many feelings (laughs) in a short period of time. I felt peace. I felt anxiety, fear, helplessness, uncertainty, disbelief, suspicion, faith, disappointment, anger, loneliness, worry, joy, rest, gratitude, determination, hope. Um, when I say all the feelings, I mean it. I've, I've really been feeling all the feelings. It's been a roller coaster. And I'm not, a, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone in that. But the most frequent emotion that I've been feeling is actually peace. Here's why. We may be in uncertain times, but our God is not. God is certain. God is sure. Things have changed and undoubtedly are still changing, but God remains the same. God sees all, God hears all, God controls all, God knows all, and I believe that wholeheartedly. So for that reason, I'm reminded to put my faith and focus on God and not my feelings. I've had this surprising amount of peace, this peace that surpasses understanding, even through all of these emotions, even through Um, having immediate family members who are considered essential personnel and family members at a higher risk of getting, you know, dangerously ill if they contract um, the virus. And even through my business nearly coming to a halt and my kids being home all day, it's, it's almost inexplicable, this piece that I have. But I came across this verse today in second Corinthians uh, one and three, and it says, praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. I had that underlined in my physical Bible and it was a reminder that I have this peace to share it, which is what brings me here today. I plan to release a podcast on something totally different. I actually really want to get off this topic of the virus and of being quarantined and all the other concerns going on in the world right now, because frankly, we're overloaded with coverage and think pieces and news stories and memes and our own reality, our own thoughts and experiences as we live through it. But as I was reading I also was led to Romans 12 this morning and I was reminded in verse eight that because I have been given the gift of encouragement that I should encourage. It was clear to me that I was being led today to share some encouragement for people like me. So that's what I'm going to do. 
So maybe you're like me and you still believe God. It seems like I've been being prepared for such a time as this for months now. Sometimes I get stuck on a biblical character or different biblical characters in their stories for a season. And that particular story or characters, you know, life frames my state of mind and my worldview for that season. So that's what this reminds me of. This same story has been coming up so much in the last few months, especially when I was tempted with my flesh or starting to lose faith in certain situations or just having problems with keeping the main thing, the main thing, essentially not focusing on the big picture. The story is from 2 Kings 6, starting at verse 8. And for context, I'm going to read it um, from the NIV translation. Now, the king of Aram was at war with Israel. After conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. The man of God sent word to the king of Israel. Beware of passing that place because the Arameans are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God time. And again, Elijah warned the king so that he was on his guard in such places. Well, this enraged the king of Aram. He summoned his officers and demanded of them, tell me, which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? None of us, my lord, the king said one of his officers, but Elisha, the prophet who was in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. Oh, we'll go and find out where he is, the king answered. So I can send men and capture him. The report came back. He's in Dothan. So then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Do not be afraid. The prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. As the enemy came down toward him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, strike this army with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. Elijah told them, this is not the road and this is not the city. Follow me and I will lead you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to Samaria. After they entered the city, Elijah said, Lord, open the eyes of these men so that they can see. Then the Lord opened their eyes and they looked and there they were inside Samaria. When the king of Israel saw them, he asked Elijah, shall, shall I kill them? My father, shall I kill them? Do not kill them. He answered, would you kill those you have captured with your own sword and bow? Set food and water before them so that they may eat and drink and then go back to their master. So he prepared a great feast for them. And after they had finished eating and drinking, he sent them away and they returned to their master. So the bands from Aram stopped raiding Israel's territory. In photography, there's a concept called a pullback. And essentially, it's a shot of what it took to get the shot, the beautiful final image that's shared and liked and loved and admired. Um, oftentimes, what makes pullbacks interesting is witnessing how photographers are able to create an amazing image in an ugly location. And what it boils down to is perspective. It's all about the angle from which you view the location. 
Seeing the big picture gives you enough information to find the potential of the space you're in. And it gives you confidence to reframe the smaller picture into something lovely. Making a beautiful image also depends on how you see and capture the light wherever you are. You're able to illuminate what's important to set a mood, to communicate to onlookers what to focus on. But not just anyone can do this. Um, you have to have practice. You have to have um, you have to be intentional about finding the best angle. You have to have a trained eye to even see it. Are you following me? Elijah's servant's eyes were not trained like Elijah's were. He woke up with a punched in view of their situation and could only see the army surrounding them. But Elijah's trained eye could see the army surrounding the army. He could pull back and see the big picture and then punch in to reframe that smaller picture for his servants. I feel like God is showing me that I need to keep my eyes on the big picture right now. I need to keep my eyes in the Bible. I need to keep my eyes on the Lord. I need to keep my eyes closed in prayer and open to miracles. I need to keep my eyes off of the news and off of social media. And it's not to be obtuse or naive. Like I know it's serious things going down, but if I flood my mind with things that I cannot control, with ideas of trying to stay ahead of the game, of being in survival mode, of worrying only about me and my family and not seeing what God is trying to do in this season, I'm going to miss the big picture. Right now, it literally feels like we're surrounded on all sides by an invisible enemy. But during this epidemic, we have to pull back and remember that we have an invisible army on our side that can see and fight our invisible enemy. Remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? We're not wrestling against viruses or toilet paper hoarders. We fight in faith and it starts in the battlefield of our minds. Might I submit that a lot more of us than just me are in survival mode? We're worrying, we're planning, we're researching, we're bulking up and buying in bulk because we view ourselves as surrounded and we're preparing to fight our way out. But big picture living requires us to surrender our battle plans, our will, our knowledge, our all powerfulness and, and submit to our general God. He has an army surrounding us and we can utilize that army and use his strategy to get through this. Oftentimes when people came to Jesus seeking help and healing, he was their final hope. They had tried everything and there was absolutely nothing else that they could do. He was their last resort. Like um, the woman that had the issue of the blood, right? She had been bleeding nonstop for over a decade. She had gone to many doctors, spent so much money and And still there was no change, no insight into her condition, no relief for her pain, no support left from her community. She had been cast out, uh, was downcast, looked down upon, which positioned her perfectly to simply reach out and touch the hem of Jesus's garment and be healed of her affliction through her faith. She didn't even have to ask. She just knew in her heart that he could heal her. And he did. These are low times for a lot of us, but our faith in this season can still bring about victory. It can still bring about healing. It can still bring about change and answers to prayers because when we are weak, he is strong. Whatever is out of our hands is still in his. We are not helpless. And indeed we are not hopeless. God can do something about this. I still believe God can do miracles with our faith. I still believe that prayer works. 
He can eradicate this virus as quickly as it started. Hear me. I'm not saying bury your head in the sand. I am saying major in God and minor in the other stuff. Make your time with God the focus. Read your Bible, pray, journal, love on other people, love on yourself, connect with others. In this season, be more like Jesus. In this season, I recommend viewing God as the general and believing that he is going to lead us to victory. He can give you your marching orders in this season of uncertainty because he has a plan. He has a strategy. You can't really add to it to improve it because you can't see what he sees. You don't have the same vision. You don't have the same foresight. Instead, I urge you in faith to trust and be guided by his infinite wisdom. He sees what's happening in the future. He knows what you need in the now. I believe God is still doing miracles. Our faith is a platform for him to perform them. Like the army that was surrounding Elijah and his servants were there the whole time. It was just a difference between the levels of faith between the servants and Elijah. Elijah's eyes were open. They were always open so that he can see the army waiting on the hills. The servant, on the other hand, didn't have that same level of faith until God opened his eyes. After that, their faith became a platform for God to perform the miracle of them defeating an army without having to lift a finger. It's in times like this that we need to question if we believe in God or if we believe God, because those are two different points of view. You can believe God exists and continue on living as if it doesn't matter. But if you believe God, if you believe he is who he says he is, that he can do what he says he can do. If you believe what he thinks and says about you, then that will drive your actions, your thoughts, your will and emotions This is the time to lean in to your faith stores. Be confident in the words you've read in the Bible to revisit those sermons that you've heard. It's a time to recite those lyrics that you've been singing over and over again. Recite them to yourself and believe them. It's a time to be confident in your faith, not letting it be defined by the punched in picture, but pull back and see the glory of God. Let your faith lead, not fear. Pray through your fear and anxiety. Love through the uncertainty. Faith without works is dead. Agree. But really, seek God on what work you are supposed to be doing in this season. What's the wisest course of action for you according to what you're hearing and receiving from God as opposed to what people around you and in the media are saying? Again, I'm not saying bury your head. I'm saying take the better advice. Do the thing you heard to do. A lot of us don't realize how many resources we actually have at our disposal to fight. I'm just here to encourage you to see and use all of your resources, fam. Don't lose your vision. Don't stop believing. God is still faithful and this too shall pass. So it's a quick one today. That's all I really have because again, this is off the cusp. Um, I had something totally different to share it out. I guess I'll share next week, Lord willing. But I just want you to be encouraged today. If you're like me or if you feel like you know someone who needs to hear this message of encouragement, I hope that you can share it with them. And I hope that it brings them a little bit of peace today or a lot of peace today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, 
rate and review the podcast and Apple podcast or wherever else you listen to your fine podcast. I'm thankful for the reviews that I've been seeing, the feedback that I've been getting in my DMs and um, inbox and email and text messages. I really do appreciate all the people listening. Um, I hope that we're growing together because we're not alone. Like we're connected in all of this, even beyond um, emergencies and tragedies and um, uncertain times we're always connected there's nothing that's new to mankind that is new to us so um, I hope that in sharing my thoughts and sharing my story and sharing what I'm feeling and getting from God that it just serves to connect you a little bit more to not only me but to God because that's that's really my hope that whatever I'm doing is shining a light and pointing it back to him if you have any feedback I'd love to hear from you you can reach me on Instagram at the Alicia Watson and um yeah that's all for today i hope you have a wonderful week fam and thanks again for listening